Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. This is our chance not only to get to give back to you because you've sown so much into our lives, but this is a great opportunity for you to see the fruit of what you have been sowing into because we've got so many preachers in this youth group. We've got so many. You saw Kaylee up here leading worship. Wasn't she amazing? So good. Kaylee, how old are you, Kaylee? 12 years old. She's 12 years old, and she's up here leading worship. And that is the fruit of what you're sowing into, is seeing, seeing these high school and middle schoolers getting up here and lead worship and preach and tell other people about Jesus. That's, what is, that, that's the payoff of what you're doing. So thank you so much. Um, and without further ado, we, we do have a few preachers who are going to get up here and either preach or share a testimony or some combination of the two. Uh, and up first, we have, well, I haven't really told them the order yet, and just a disclaimer, uh, we had a couple people who ended up not being able to come last minute to share with you guys tonight. Uh, so everyone who's up here is going to preach extra long. They're going to give two messages. Just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I'm looking at Bailey because she is up here first. Bailey, get up here. <laughs> who also did an amazing job on worship tonight. And then we get to hear her preach as well. So Bailey, the mic's all yours. No. I looked on Planning Center and I was lost. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> so I'm a little sick, so, you know, don't mind that. Um, so, can we... All right, thanks, Marie. Um, Matthew 18, verse 12 through 14 says, What do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go look for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than about the 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. To me, that means God loves us. Wait, God's love for us is so strong and deep that if we wander away, if we feel alone, if we feel trapped or like we're going through something that seems so unbearable, he is always there for us and he's always searching for our hearts and trying to find, find this so he can tell us that it's okay. Um, obviously, you know, Sunday was Father's Day, and um, maybe you, like, don't have a father, like, he's not in your life. Well, you might have, like, felt lonely or left out or, like, pushed away from God because you're, like, questioning, like, why can't I be like everyone else and, like, have a father? Um, um, our Father in Heaven is also your father, and he loves you so much, and if you feel like you ran away from him or you haven't, like, really found him, just know that he is searching for you and that he loves you. Um, at YFM, um, the song Reckless Love, which is like my favorite worship song ever, <laughs> um, like that was the song that, <laughs> that the Holy Spirit like really flooded into me and like I felt the presence of God. Um, some of the lyrics are, oh it chases me down, fights till I'm found, leaves the 99, and I couldn't earn it. No, I don't deserve it. So you give yourself away. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up coming after me. No wall you won't kick down, lie you won't tear down coming after me. Um, what does leaving the 99 mean? Well, like, say you're at church and you aren't, like, feeling God's presence or, like, the Holy Spirit. Um, so you might, like, push yourself away and end up, like, getting lost. But, like, God wants you to know that he will leave the 99 just for you and that he cares about 
you individually and no matter how far you run or how much you mess up, that he'll never leave you or forget about you because he sees you and that he always will love you. That's awesome. I didn't know that was your favorite song. I'm just kidding, that's a joke. <laughs> she always sings that. But that was awesome, Bailey. Thank you for sharing. And up next, we have Josiah Birkeland. <laughs> Hey guys, how's it going? So um, yeah, YFN was pretty fun. It never seems to uh, disappoint. You know, we worked really hard in the nation's games and if you want proof of that, just ask Dylan to take off his hat. <laughs> um, the verse that I will be reading from today is in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter two. And it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. So, how many people in this room like dust? Anybody have a strong relationship with dust and they can depend on dust? Well, the definition of dust, I have it somewhere, is fine. Just stay with me, I'm getting to a point, hold on. The definition of dust is fine dry powder consisting of tiny particles of earth or waste matter lying on the ground or on surface or carried in the air. So God took something that was so unimportant and such like, what's the word? Um, a hindrance to society as dust and he used that he looked at it and he said, that's a tool I can use to create something so beautiful and miraculous as a human being. So, um, so in, if we look at David, King David, he was at the lowest of low. He was a shepherd's boy, which is like the least important out of everybody. And uh, he, when the dude came to the guy with the seven sons, and he went through all of them who are just at such a high rank, and people looked at them as like, I don't know, higher than everybody else. And God said not to look at the appearance, but look at what's inside. And uh, he, um, so he called uh, David over, and he looked at him, and he was all, rugged and dirty from his job, and God said, I want, to, I want you to anoint him to become king. So God took somebody as unimportant, some shepherd's boy who people look down on, and God made him king. And no matter how unimportant you ever feel, or no matter how looked down upon in society you ever feel, just remember that God looks at you and he sees something that he could see as a tool to create something just really beautiful and miraculous. Awesome. I love the story where that dude goes to the other dude with the seven sons. That's a good one. Y'all should all read that one. <laughs> no, that was awesome, Joe. Great job, man. And yeah, so what he was referring to, if y'all didn't know, 
Fallon and Dylan, will you all stand up and show everyone your bald heads, please? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, believe, I believe they gave us six million points per person who shaved their head on the field. Seven million per person. And uh, I actually got a little clip of, of getting Dylan's head shaved in there. I don't know if you caught it in that video. But yeah, by the way, guys, this is, Fallon, come up here real quick. Come up here, man. He's not preaching. He's not preaching. But I do, I do just want, I want to introduce him to everyone. Guys, this is, this is Fallon. He's a really good guy. And today's his birthday. So we love you, buddy, and happy birthday. Love you, man. <laughs> All right, so up next, one of the girls who ended up not being able to come last minute, uh, who had the opportunity to, to come to camp with us, uh, she, like I said, couldn't be here, but she actually gave Caitlin permission to share her story. So Caitlin's going to come up here and tell you guys a little bit about her. It's me again. You're welcome. Okay, so... Um, one of our students that came with us, her name was Kennedy, and as Alex said, she can't be here tonight. Um, but she, the way she came into the group was just this like too cool for school kind of girl, you know, like had these awesome sunglasses on the whole time, warm indoors, like just that cool, okay? And I was like, all right, who is this? <laughs> she was eating all of our food, and I was like, girl, welcome, but come on, share a little bit, okay? So I was like, Lord, give me grace. It's fine. I'll just buy more food. It's okay. <laughs> and um, it was like Wednesday night in worship, and she, uh, she walked past me. She's walking really fast, and the Lord was like, stop her. And I was like, <laughs> and I stopped her in the aisle, and she was like, what? And I was like, I need to pray for you. And she was like, Okay. Okay, and I was like, cool. So prayed for her, the Holy Spirit, whoosh, okay. And, um, and then she's like crying, and she looks at me, and she goes, I have to pee. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Lord, is your timing always the best? <laughs> I was like, okay, find me when you're done. <laughs> Great timing. Um, <laughs> And so then, like, we can't find each other until, like, later on that night, and it's, like, 12.30, and she's like, hey, I need to talk to you, and I was like, okay, cool, so we're sitting outside, and we're talking, and she goes, hey, I actually have to, like, tell you some stuff, and she was like, because, you know, what you said, what the Lord said to me through you, uh, I have a hard time with, and I was like, okay, let's talk about it, and she was like, so... My mom's a minister, and, you know, it's all great, and she's very supportive, she's very loving, and she always tells me how much God loves me, and I'm like, cool, mom, thanks, and she's like, I have, I've always had a really hard time accepting it, because, you know, my dad's not in the picture, and um, it's just really hard for me to have a father figure that loves me, that I can't see, that I don't always feel supporting me, and so I was like, totally get it. And I was like, but you know, he does love you. Like, he had me stop you for a reason on purpose. And he wanted to say that to you. And he was going to use whatever means necessary to get that word to you, even if you need to pee at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and she starts crying and she's like, I think I'm ready. And I was like, for another round of the restroom? <laughs> and she's like, no, I'm, I'm ready to accept the Lord for myself. And I was like, yes, Lord, okay. So she accepts the Lord right there on that park bench and accepts him for herself for the first time. And no longer was it her mother's faith, but it became her own. And that was a very powerful moment. And it was so cool seeing her face light up because you could tell it was real for the first time. And I looked at her and I was like, you're special. You have a plan for your life. You are loved. You're, you're actually adored. And she was like, really? And I was like, yes, <laughs> so much. And she, like, it was a, such a cool moment. I wish she was here to tell it to you herself. Um, but it's really cool. And when these students go to YFN, they find faith for themselves. And it's so beautiful when they have parents of faith that support them. But when they grab it for themselves, oh, there's an extra power, and it's really cool. You get to see what those parents' prayers come into fruition, and it's beautiful. So that's it. Yeah, I was, I was bummed she couldn't be here tonight, but uh, she would have stood up here and told you all of that as well. She just, it was awesome to see this girl come on the camp and just her life changed. And kudos to Caitlin, who, so, so services would end like really late, like 10 or 11 o'clock at night, because we'd have all this ministry after service, and everyone would be hungry by this time, but I made them go to the park so we could meet and talk and share testimonies, and they weren't allowed to go eat until we were finished, so... I'm like, sorry guys, this is important, you know, the food can wait. So that's what we were doing, and um, at one of the nights, we left all the leaders there while everyone else could go eat lunch or dinner, whatever it was, if they wanted to, and um, we just made ourselves available for anyone who wanted prayer, anyone who wanted to talk, and just to have that intimate ministry time. And uh, I got to talk with a few of the guys, and it was like five minutes, and we're done. And poor Caitlin, and she loved every second of it, but poor Caitlin has like this line of girls. They were probably there for like, what, two, three hours. Two in the morning, she was talking to girls. Like, she just was a trooper on this trip, and it was awesome seeing her in action. <laughs> Within that time, like, we all had time to go to, to, go to Wendy's and get food, and we we're hanging out and eating, and she's over there starving. Anyway. It was, a, it was a really awesome, awesome trip. So I know I said everyone can share two sermons, but um, Cammie, that does not apply to you. I'm just kidding. But Cammie, why don't you come on up here? No, but she really does. I, I love seeing Cammie up here sharing with you all because she's an amazing speaker, and, and she's got... I'm only going to say this once, Cammie, okay, so better record it. <laughs> she does, she has a lot of wisdom for her age and a lot of maturity, and it's also, as I said, no, I'm just kidding. We, we play with each other a lot, if you can't tell, we give each other a hard time. Um, but she spoke a lot on Sunday, I didn't mean to say a lot, but she spoke on Sunday, she spoke a message, uh, and it was really good, and I'm excited to hear what she has tonight. It's going to be really good. All right, so my mind was everywhere today, and my notes are kind of everywhere, so we're going to see where this leads us. So, who said, oh boy? <laughs> okay, 
So the verse I want to preach to you on is uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 17, which says, But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Now, I looked up the Greek translation, or part of it. Thank you. (laughs) And so, but whoever is united with the Lord. So I thought united kind of sounded weird. So I looked up the Greek translation for it, and it was kolao. I went to Greece, guys. (laughs) which <laughs> my favorite um, definition of the Greek uh, to use for this was to keep in company with. So, but whoever is, keeps in company with the Lord is one with him in spirit. So whenever I found this verse, I sort of imagined, uh, and, you know, the keeping in company with, I sort of imagined, like, the usual you know, beach, and you're walking, and Jesus is right next to you. Um, so I imagine the, your relationship with God, you know, as a, as a walk, um, to keep in company with him. But in order to have this relationship with God, to keep in company with him, you actually have to feel his presence there. So with this, I have come to realize, and I'm trying to fight against this urge to just go through my faith and this Christian life with this sort of habitual action, um, going on autopilot, basically. You know, you may do all the good Christian stuff, you know, going to church, singing the songs, um, listening to the sermons, praying, reading the Bible of your own free will if you're a really good Christian. Um, but I, I feel myself, you know, I'm praying and I'm listening, but sometimes I'm not saying anything with conviction. Um, I mainly want to illustrate this through, um, the way I come to pray. Sometimes I find myself, I'm just saying the words, you know, I'm saying, um, Peace that surpasses all understanding, and um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, the verses that I've heard time and time again, and I believe them, and, you know, I pray them, but nothing is really going in my mind, as in, I don't really feel like I'm declaring it. And with that, I realize I'm not really declaring it because I'm not actually thinking who God is and what he is offering me. I think of God as a gift, which is all of the promises of, uh, you know, the peace and doing all things are the first two that come to my mind. I imagine those as a gift, and God is offering it to me. The thing that you have to do is accept the gift. And you can't accept the gift without being in a mindset of acceptance. If you just go through, you know, praying without actually, you're just speaking, those words will mean absolutely nothing. If you are just, okay, here, here's the thing. I do not really like Christian modern music, and I'm not ashamed to say it. <laughs> but the, the thing with the Christian music, I, I always came to hate it because I'm looking at the format of the actual song. There's one thing that you're, that you're singing, and that is a song, but another part is praise. And there are songs where you are declaring um, 
we were declaring those lyrics. And so what with, you know, I, I, oh, I don't like Christian uh, modern music. I, I'm not liking the format. But then after I, I have to step away from that mindset and actually think about what I am saying. And with that, if I continue to dig deeper into it, I can actually start understanding what this song is trying to say, what I can start saying. I have a good relationship with God, but how good can a relationship be if you don't actually really dig in and try and feel his presence with every word that you sing, with every prayer that you pray, with every sermon you listen to, if you're just there, you're on your phone, or you're just not, you're just like listening dead, dead, deadpan, is that the word? If you're just listening to it like that, you're not going to get anything out of it. You have a deeper relationship with God that you can discover. That is something that um, Caitlin prayed over me at YFN. I, um, I haven't received the Holy Spirit, and that's something that I've been struggling with, and some of y'all might have heard my testimony in the first service Sunday. But it's whenever I really dig deeper into what I'm saying, what I'm asking for God, I actively try and feel God's presence, that I, I get that deeper relationship that I want, that God wants for me. God has this present, these presents, these promises, and he's offering it to you, but you have to see it. You have to feel his presence. You have to dig deeper. That's the main thing that I want to say is you, you can't just go through this Christian life and do all of these things. It's useless if you don't actually have an active mind about it. You have to ha get into the mindset, I want a deeper relationship with God. I understand that God is this powerful presence. That he has all this power, and he can do what I am asking for. I can accept these gifts that he is offering to me, and all of it, he will, it's a promise from God. God is always there. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's there every step of the way, but you have to acknowledge that he's there. And once you do that, you can get that deeper relationship that God wants for you, and you can receive those gifts that he has promised you. Good job, Kimmy. That was awesome. I didn't know they had Risk It All. That was the theme of the camp. I didn't know they had socks from there. Those are awesome. I love it. All right. Michael, will you come up here, buddy? So if you're here second service on Sunday, you've already heard from him, but you may not have heard from him. But even if you have, he's got a really powerful story from YFN that everyone needs to hear. And uh, I think it will encourage some people. What do I say? <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, for a really long time now, my vision has been blurry, and 
been really hard for me to do schoolwork. And uh, on Thursday or Wednesday on YFN, on the evening service, during uh, praise and worship, I felt that like the Lord was telling me to sing out to him, but I couldn't because uh, I couldn't read the words on the screen. And he like he said, if you uh, sing what you know, then uh, I'll restore your vision. And I started to, and then the words on the screen became clear. Have you had any issues with your vision, Simpson? No. No. So he's healed. That's a miracle, guys. That's awesome. This guy, this guy, step forward. This guy will surprise you. He's got a big mark on his life that you may, he's so quiet that you may not assume anything about him and you may be like, oh yeah, it's Michael's here and he's just a quiet guy. And, but, well, um, no, I'm not saying that to, to laugh at him. I'm saying, I'm saying that to say that, for example, it was shortly after he started coming to youth um, and we, I, I think I preached a message about faith or something like that and he texted me that week and I hadn't thought, like, he, he doesn't talk a whole lot. Like, you, you wouldn't think from, I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here, but just hang in for just a second. Well, anyway, he texted me later that week, and he said, so I have to tell you something. It, it started raining, and I had to, like, walk to school or something. And, and so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to tell the rain to stop. And he said, so I told the rain to stop, and it stopped, and I just started walking, and it was like it was raining all the way around me, but it wasn't hitting me. And I'm like, where did that come from? Like, I've never heard you say two words, but like, it's like he gets it. Like, he gets faith, and it's so cool to see him have all these testimonies and all these stories, and I just want to let you know I'm really proud of you, and God's got a big calling for your life. So, thanks, Michael. Love you, buddy. All right, Dillian, get up here, buddy. Hello, guys. Hello, everyone. Hey, hello, everyone. Um, so, seeing these all these like people talking with all their notes, I was like, well, "You guys knew you were speaking before tonight? Oh, you guys are fancy." Uh, but no. Um, the real reason is because my phone is broken, and uh, and I just didn't get any of the text messages messages saying that I was preaching. So here we here we are, guys. Um, <laughs> but as I started to, to wander off from everybody to get in my thinking zone, I thought, like, the first scripture that came to my mind was Hebrews 11, uh, Hebrews 11, 1, which says, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And I was thinking how it really applied to me at, uh, at YFN, because, like I said Sunday, I'd always, like, like I would, I would look forward to YFN, but I'd look forward more to like the hang out with my friends part more instead of like the. Obviously, I look close. I can't, okay, I'm digging myself in a hole right now. Uh, but and I never really looked forward to nation games because I didn't want to get like dirty and sweaty and really, really dirty. Uh, but this year I was really hype about all of it, and I was really pumped about going, and uh, I just stepped out in faith, and I was like, I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to have the best time of my life at this camp, and so that 
faith affected my overall experience there. Like in Nation Games, I'm just going to remove my hat. One, to show you my head. And, uh, and the second reason I'm removing my hat is to show you the hat. Yeah? It's so cool. I like it a lot. I wear it every single day of my life. Um, anyway, so getting closer to God was a main part of that. And, you know, I had always been close to God, but I feel like this YFN, like stepping out in faith and saying, I'm going to have a very, like, close connection with him. And that was like, that's exactly what happened too. Because I got prayed over for, like, by three different people just out of the blue. And I got called to be a businessman, an entrepreneur, and an evangelist. That's the word. And I was really excited about all three of those. And so it just tied in, like, have you ever done a trust fall? Like the thing where you like have someone stand behind you and you, 99% of the time will hold back? Well, I didn't hold back. I gave it my 100% uh, in trusting God and, and going in faith that I would have a great time, and I did, and it was amazing. So Hebrews 11.1, guys. Good job, Dylan. For the record... He doesn't respond to my texts anyway, so I didn't think anything of it when I didn't hear from him for like two weeks. <laughs> so I'll take some of the blame on that, but he did pretty good for not knowing he was preaching until like 30 minutes ago. So thanks, Dylan. That was awesome. Uh, and up last, and certainly not least, Molly, are you ready to get up here? Hello. Um, well, okay. The scripture is Revelations 21, 4 through 5. And let me pull that up real quick so I can read it to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. It says, He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. Um, so a few weeks ago, I was um, sitting upstairs, and I was just reading a book. And downstairs, there was life group. If you don't know, there's, like, life groups. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And so I was just upstairs reading a book because I was bored. And uh, a thought, like, passed through my mind. And it was, like, about heaven and how, like, we'll get to spend eternity with God. And at first notice, you would probably think, like, oh, wow, I don't know if I really want to spend, like, like, well, <laughs> no. Okay, wait. wait, let me rephrase that. Rephrase that. Okay. So, wow, I don't want to live. <laughs> what if I don't want to live forever or like, I don't know, like, <laughs> and at least I wouldn't want to live forever, but, um, and so, uh, okay, I put it aside, <laughs> I put that aside for, like, later, because I was just, I just didn't have a good day that day, so I just put it aside, and I just, like, let God have it, and then the next night, the same thought came into my head, 
and the same feelings the night before, like, just, like, came flushing through and stuff, because I was so scared and nervous and anxious, I was just like, I don't know anymore, and, um, <laughs> and then, oh, wait, okay, but then, like, I thought of how good it'd be, because in heaven, you can have, like, your dream day, like, every single day, and you just have the best, the best time in there. You just have a never-ending party of just love and pra- well, praise and worship for God. And, I mean, I would love that. I don't know if you guys would, but it would be great. Um, and, like, <laughs> and I knew for a fact that God put that thought in my mind because, like, of course, I was worrying about it, and I know that he would have fixed, he would fix it, and so he showed me that, like, hey, Molly, it's a good thing that you're going to be spending eternity with me in heaven. It's going to be, like, a great celebration, and we'll just worship, and so, and the, um, the point is, like, heaven's not like earth, obviously, and, um, as it said in Revelations, but we should make heaven on earth so that, well, yeah, we should just make heaven on earth. <laughs> so, yeah. Good job, Molly. All right. And we have a, actually have a last-minute addition. Maddie Holler's going to jump up here. Oh, was she not? Someone told me she wanted to preach, so... That was messed up, Caitlin. That was dirty. That was dirty. Okay. All right. So I guess, Dylan, you didn't really have it that bad. Um, Do you guys mind if I just preach the gospel to you? I mean, come on. Isn't that why we go to church? So I don't need to look at my phone for this. Romans 10, 9, and 10, and for the sake of my father, I'm going to sing it. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is risen from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Romans 10, 9 and 10. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. I know. Every Monday morning growing up, that's what we did. We would learn a a scripture in a song form, and I highly encourage you to do that with your children because it has stuck with me my entire life. I I will hear a scripture just in a random sermon, and I'll know immediately what it is because the song will play in my head. Like Dylan's Hebrews 11.1, that was another song we learned. Uh, um, Uh... How how does it go? Uh, Faith is a substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11 and 1. (laughs) (laughs) Again, that was coming from my father's. Uh, How does that start? Perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Isaiah 26, 3. (laughs) Okay, back to my scripture. Well, not mine, God's, but you know. (laughs) For if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, 
you will be saved. How simple is that? God wants us so much that he made it that simple. We just have to believe. That's all we have to do. So many people, so many religions try to put so many rules and regulations on it, like he's going to come for you. If he finds you sinning, he's going to come for you, and you're, you're going to lose your salvation. No, that is not even what the word says. Just read that scripture, and it takes you back to the truth. If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Like Bailey's favorite song, Reckless Love, he leaves the 99 and chases after you. You, just you, comes after you. He loves you so much that he made it so simple. Your faith in him can raise people from the dead. Your faith in him breaks chains of anxiety, of depression, of any mental health completely off. It is your faith that gains access into heaven, and your faith can do miracles on the earth. Amen? That's all I got. That was good. That was actually really good. Um, sorry for putting you on the spot. I swear it was an accident, but that was awesome. Thanks, Maddie. That was really good. Um, I'm just going to share just a little bit more with you all tonight, just a couple more minutes. Um, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 11 says that Christ came as the high priest of the good things to come. And the Amplified Version actually says uh, the better things that have come and are to come. You know, Jesus Christ as our high priest means that he has already gone before God and he's already made the propitiation for our sins or the atonement, which means he paid the price for our sins. So he's already uh, provided that reconciliation between us and God. So now Jesus acts as our mediator or, or our high priest, and now we have that access to God. And I love that it says that it's the high, he's the high priest of the good things to come because when he did make that um, sacrifice, we were guaranteed our, our salvation and our forgiveness right there, okay? That was an immediate thing, but it didn't just stop there. It, it doesn't, the gospel doesn't just end there. It goes so much farther forward. It's always about the good things to come. We don't only receive that forgiveness, but we get to receive that, that healing and that prosperity and, and that happiness and that joy, and we get all of the promises of God through that sacrifice. At YFN, and this is kind of going along with what Dylan was talking about Sunday and then a little bit today. Um, uh, one thing that happens quite a bit is we'll go to camp and we'll all be so excited and we'll all have these life-changing experiences. But then when we leave camp, I often see a lot of people just kind of go back to the way that things were and, and almost like chalk it up to like, oh, nothing at camp was real. And, and I, I mean, I, I don't really. So that's a lot of times how I see people react to that. And we talked a lot about this year at camp. And actually, you talked about this Sunday, McCon Carter, he uh, reminded us, hey, when you leave, you take Jesus with you. And we talked a lot about how the experiences don't just stop there. The, the encounters don't stop there, but there are better things to come, greater things. Uh, we have this greater covenant with God, which is always about better things and more and bigger. And so I've encouraged them, and I want to encourage all of you, don't just be content with what God has done for you. Don't just be content with where you are. Maybe you have a great job. Maybe you have a great family, but there's more. There's bigger 
bigger, there's better, and there's greater. So don't stop believing God for more. Don't get comfortable with where you are because God has more on the horizon for you. So always be believing for those bigger and those better things because God has better things for all of you. And uh, we, don't, we don't live for experiences, and we don't live from experiences or miracles for that matter, but we do expect them. And we do expect that wherever we go, signs and miracles will follow, signs and wonders. And wherever we go, we do expect the presence of God to go with us. And we expect these greater things. We don't live for them, but they will happen because that is the better covenant that we live in. So uh, I just want to encourage all of you with that tonight. Let's always be believing for more, for more for our lives, for our families, for this church. There's bigger, there's better, and there's more. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.